Zero Seven Eight. 2019 Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, as always, Narf Money, joined by CB, talking about both being 0 and 2 and Scamp. Fireboy, I'm here. We're live. All right, let's do it. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, Narf? I'd be better if I wasn't 0-2, but you're in the same boat as me. Yeah, I know how that feels. Um, and our teams are good. Well, my team is good. Your team's okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think our teams are both pretty good, especially considering we're 0-2. But uh, how do you feel with your uh, preseason uh, top four teams Three of which being OSC at the moment. I was so you were number four. Fuse was three, and LC was two. I mean, I think we've proven at this point like the inverse of my rankings is probably right. Yeah, um, I, I still think my team. Actually, I think my team looks better today than when I ranked myself number one preseason. Other, That's- other than the Tampa Bay offense being a train wreck and me having Winston Evans and Howard, everything else was going great for me. Yeah, your running back situation really worked out with uh, Zeke coming back and Gordon holding out. And it looks like like the talk now is Gordon's going to get traded. So, like, I don't imagine Eckler can really be this good all season, but he's definitely, like, a starting running back. Oh, yeah. Well, Gordon's out. It seems like he's the workhorse, so he looks like an RB1 right now. Yeah, I don't know if, like, workhorse and him makes... Like, have you, like, watched him? He's, like, 5'6 and really small. Like, he just seems like he should get injured. Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. He seems like more of a Darren Sproles kind of running back, but uh, he's getting a lot of work, so yeah, good for you. I know. He gets, he gets touches, and he gets, like, all of their screen passes and their receptions. So, I'm happy about that. I felt a little bad having to root for Ezekiel Elliott to, like, come back because I hate him and I hate the Cowboys, but... He's good. He gets you like 100 yards and touchdown every game. He's he's consistent. Yeah. Pretty much guaranteed like 80 plus and a touchdown. Yeah, I, I without doing any actual analytics, I bet he gets the most 100 yard games of any running back, which gets you that three point bonus. Because all the other good ones get you like 60 rushing, 60 receiving, but he like weights it towards the rushing, which is better for this league. Yeah, totally. Now he's uh he's the number one running back. If if he was guaranteed to come back, he would have gone number one, I think. Over Saquon. I don't know about that. Mm, I think I would have taken him over Saquon. I I like I like how you're thinking. Um, I would have taken Saquon first, but I would have had and I would have had a debate between McCaffrey and Elliott second. But I would have definitely taken him over Kamara. Um, so what's um? Let's back up for a minute. What's um? How's life in California? I assume you and Scamp are best friends now. <laughs> Not quite yet, but I did just find out that Scamp lives in San Francisco. But you were supposed uh, to see him tonight. That's why scheduling this was so hard. Yeah, initially we were going to hang out tonight, but now it looks like we're going to hang out next week and go rock climbing together. So, oh, God. That's such like a California scam thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's good to have more Trons in the Bay Area. Do you live in San Francisco yourself, or are you like in Oakland or something? I live in Oakland, uh, okay. pretty close to where Noah lives. Right. Yeah, I still haven't seen Noah in person in California 
in a while. Um, I guess it's not that strange a thing to say. I don't like go to California that often. Do you, yeah. guys, do you guys like hang out and watch football on Sundays? We don't really watch football together. Uh, I don't know if Noah watches football. I don't really watch that much on Sunday uh, outside of like the Patriots games. But um, we do hang out every once in a while. So I see a lot of Noah and his wife and his son. Oh, you've met uh, Gene? Oh, yeah. We hang out with Gene all the time. Interesting. Is that fun? I mean, hanging out with kids is not that much fun, and I have a lot of experience in it these days. Noah's son is pretty chill. So, uh, yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, he was, like, screaming his head off during the draft, remember? Were, were you in the Google Hangout listening to Noah's son cry over dinner? <laughs> I was there, but maybe I couldn't hear it. Maybe I had the volume down. Yeah, I don't know if it was that. No baby is chill, but whatever. Um, so what is... How's your baby? Uh, oh, sh- she's definitely not chill. Um <laughs> But she's good. She's like a full kid now. She's not a baby anymore, CB. So get your terminology right. Okay. When did that happen? When did she become a full kid? Um, I don't know, like a month or so ago. Because now she like goes to daycare and can walk and kind of talk and do shit for herself. So you really don't have to do much anymore. It's great. Yeah. It's just that first year. Then it's all hands off. I, that's what I hear. Um, I'm, I'm just doing the Yoni model. of. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Um, did yeah. did you name your 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 kid after your favorite football player? I didn't. I don't really have a favorite football player actually that I can like. That'd be an interesting question. Maybe it's like Dawkins. I don't know because I always hated like the Eagles teams I grew up on, like the McNabb teams. Like I always hated McNabb. Well, I didn't hate him at the time. I never liked McNabb, and in hindsight, I hate him. Um, mm-hmm. And like maybe I, I really liked Brian Westbrook. I really liked Dawkins. I wonder if there's anyone obvious I'm missing for those teams. Like John Runyon, the offensive line was cool. I guess now it's Nick Foles, though. I don't know if, if Nick Foles can really be my favorite player forever, but right now I guess he does. <laughs> Got to keep riding that uh, miracle run. That's yeah, there's a, there's a good chance he never plays the NFL again, I would say. <laughs> you might be right. I mean, I think he's, he's supposed to come back this season, but I don't know. There's all this Minshew hype now. Foles also isn't good... He, like, thought about retiring two years ago. I think he's over 30. I don't know. Like, there's – I can't see him, like, having a career, espe- like, especially after the injury. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he plays for Jacksonville, so does it really matter if he comes back? No. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter at all. So, anyway, I guess I would have had to name her after Nick Foles, which I didn't. But there will always be more opportunities down the road, potentially. There you go. So, what is like, what does Scamp do in San Francisco? Is he a – like health economer, dude? Uh, yeah, he actually, he did a PhD in, I forget, something like health services research, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he has a postdoc at Stanford right now. Oh, that seems legit. Started. Yep. And what do you do? Are you like a professor? I used to be a professor, but I am no longer a professor. So I work for a private company now. Can, uh, can you name called- the private company or is this just a secret? <laughs> it's a company called Mathematica. Oh, I feel like I've heard of them. Uh, so you've probably heard of a different company also uh, named Mathematica, which is like a software company. Uh, so we do like public policy research. Okay, I definitely heard of the software company. Is it like spelled the exact same way? Is that legal? Yeah. It's it's exactly the same way, and there's this whole like legal thing between using like the naming rights for the website. Yeah. So we are Mathematica.org, and they are Mathematica.com. Are two companies allowed to have the same name? How does that work? I don't know. Only we had some lawyers in this league who could answer that question for us. Yeah, I don't trust. I literally don't trust any lawyers in this league. Um, 
Okay, so you work in the private sector now. So you gave up, like, a tenured professorship? Isn't that the dream? Uh, it was not a tenure position. So okay. it was uh, a position where I had to bring in grant money to fund a lot of my work, which was one of the downsides of the job. So uh, I work for a company now where that's not really an issue. So how long have you been at like mathematica.org for, or whichever one you are, .com, I forget already. <laughs> Worth it.org. I've been there for just over a year now, and uh, it's good. Um, get to do some some interesting research, and uh, hours are good. My colleagues are good. It's a, it's a chill job, but I like it. Do you get to like control what you research, or do they just assign you shit to do? Uh, so we have a lot of control over the projects we work on, um, which is good. So you decided to go to the public or private sector, and you didn't want to like go to Uber? Yeah, I know. It's a mistake maybe not considering Uber. I hear careers in Uber are the way to go based on uh, you and Noah. You know what? Actually, <laughs> now that you mention it, the, uh, the parental leave at Uber is kind of ridiculous. It's insane. Did you take advantage of that? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Um, so did Noah explain to you like how it worked for him? Yeah, how he just got like a surprise three-month vacation. So I got the exact same thing. Um, so I got a surprise. I got six weeks off the bat, which was cool. Not complaining. That was good. And then got a surprise three-month vacation. So we went to Europe for like six weeks. It was, it was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty jealous. So I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so even better is the policy starts on your first day of employment. You don't have to like accrue any service. So you could apply to Uber, get some data science or research job, or even be a driver, actually, because they're going to be employees now in California. Um, your first day, and you time this out like if and when you have a kid, obviously. Your first day, tell them you're going on paternity leave, get fully paid, full insurance, everything for four months, and then come back and quit. That's the move. <laughs> That's a power move. All right. Are you, are you having a kid anytime in the future? You can do this? Uh, we, my... Uh fiance and I, I'm engaged, uh, we are considering having kids, yeah, so we'll likely have kids in the future. Stevie, that's the news. Why didn't you lead with your engaged? I, because you didn't ask me. You asked me about Scamp. That was your, that was right. your fault. Scamp was the real news. Um, oh, word. Congrats. When did you guys get engaged? Uh, a couple months ago. Oh, so recent. Yeah. Is she a, yep. is she a listener? Uh, no, I don't think she is one of the six and a half listeners of this podcast. Would she like to be a guest on this podcast? Uh, I asked her, and she shot it down pretty forcefully. So, um, well, I'm how does she know if she's not a listener? Your story doesn't <laughs> add up. I think I just described to her what the podcast is. Is she listening to you right now on the podcast? Uh, no, she's still uh, driving home from work right now. All right, all right. We'll work on this. Uh, <laughs> so should we have the wedding in Maine and do a live draft next year? It's a possibility. Not really now. Okay. That, that sounds You think great. we could get at least 10 people to come? For a wedding? I mean, Hudson might even skip sectionals for that. <laughs> um, but We need to do a live draft or, or just hang out. It doesn't even have to be a draft. The live, draft, like the live draft dream is pretty much over in my mind. Like I would 100% go, but I'm not going to do any work to make it happen because I've given up on all of you people. Um, but we could just like hang out or like all go to Vegas or someplace together. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm down. It doesn't have to be like the last week in August when we hang out. Yeah. In, in fact, we could even like, we could try to do it around like the fantasy playoffs or the finals or something. Although like the weather sucks and so you can't really do fun stuff, but there are things we could potentially do. 
Do you? Yeah, uh, I don't want to go to Maine in in January. Well, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be in Maine. Like Fuse invited us to his house in Queens. I think we could do that. Okay. Yeah. My my dad lives in Queens now too, so that would work for me. Do you come back? Are you in Boston a lot? Do you come back to the East Coast? Um, not so much. And uh, my dad and his wife live just outside of Queens. I think right now. Um, so we last time we went east, we went to New York City and hung out with them. All right. Because you could come hang out and, like, babysit for me if you wanted to. As tempting as that sounds, um, I think I'd rather go to New York. All right, fair, fair. So so what does Choir Girl do? Uh, so she works at uh, the Carnegie Foundation, which is an education research. So she's also, like, an econ researcher? Uh, no, she does more, like, project management type stuff. But Okay, so you're not exactly the same person? No, not quite. Would, she, would she enjoy being called Choir Girl? I think she she thinks my nickname is pretty funny, actually, uh, because Noah still calls me that, or he calls me CB when we hang out, oh, and Noah's God. wife, who I've only known for like three years, also calls me CB, which I think is kind of funny because I didn't know her when we were back in college. Perfect. If you see if you if you hang out with Noah's wife in the future, um, ask her who's better at parallel parking, her or me. <laughs> we had we had a little feud like five years ago, but I destroyed her. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like Danielle. Uh, she and uh, Lauren, my fiance, get along pretty well. They're both from the Midwest, so they they bonded over that. Yeah, there's like so. Where's your Where's Lauren from? She's from Ohio, from near Cleveland. There's like a pretty large percentage of this league is like engaged or married to like women from the Midwest because there's Anton, Lionel, Noah, all of Tronchat, you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're. I guess that's like a lot of people because the Midwest, like there aren't a lot of people from there that like go to like real places in the world. It's true. Like most people from the Midwest just like stay there. And it's weird, but that's just my analysis. It's a solid analysis, but, uh, thanks. Maybe I can get a job in Mathematica. A plus. So is, um, is, is she a vegetarian too? Uh, so she is a pescatarian and I am also mostly pescatarian now. I, I don't, thought, I thought you were a full veggie. I was until a little while ago. You backslid. Yeah. Well, I can't really eat soy anymore. So I'm like Daryl from the office. I turned like 35 and now I can't eat soy anymore. Are people allergic to soy? Um, well, I can eat a little bit, but it just doesn't really, doesn't really agree with me. So being a vegetarian, not eating soy was pretty hard. Does that mean you can't eat? Is there soy in Impossible Burgers? There's soy in Impossible Burgers, but not in Beyond Burgers. Oh, okay. Are, Are you like big into the Beyond Impossible craze? I do like the Beyond Burgers, I will say. I think they taste pretty good. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm fucking in love with both of them. This is the golden age of vegetarianism. I've been waiting for this my whole life. It's just going to get better. It's just going to get better. So Beyond, I buy Beyond Burgers all the time, cook them at home. They're delicious. You can get them all, all over the place at restaurants. Like fast food chains have them now. Like Burger King has Impossible Whoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, Subway is launching like Impossible Meatball Subs. Like it's, it's so good. So yeah, but you you've never had real meat in your life. No, 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 no. I I did, which is even more admirable if you want to praise me. I I switched over when I was fourteen. Okay, I thought that you had. I thought you were raised vegetarian. No, that that's Frogger. That's Frogger. So he's just following his like upbringing in life. He didn't actually make this decision actively for himself, like I did, or like you used to have done. Yeah, but I'm a quitter, so that's true. Um. All right, so maybe we should get into some football stuff. Yeah, let's do it. 
First question for you. I'm really worried the Patriots are going to go 16-0. Is it going to happen? I think they are not quite as... Well, I think they could be as talented as the 2007 version. I don't think the offense is going to be as good, for sure. Uh, the defense might be better. I think it's pretty much impossible to go 16-0, though. Did I mean, it's a lot of luck. You remember the 2007 season, like the, the Ravens game. There were so many moments where they should have lost. The Ravens game and the Eagles should have beat them that season, too. Um, yeah. Was the 07 defense good? I only remember the offensive numbers. I, I really don't remember the defense. The defense was at least above average. They were at least like top 15, I think. But that's bad for a Patriots defense. That's as bad as you get under Belichick. Mm, I feel like they've had much worse defenses than 2007. That was a decent, that was a decent team. Um, but the offense is definitely not of that caliber. I think even with Antonio Brown full season, which is not a given. It, I don't think Brady. A, Brady's obviously not the same as he was in 2007. Brady's the only thing I think is worse. Like, if you had Brady 10 years ago or even five years ago, I think this offense, the, the skill position players are arguably better. I'm not even sure it's arguable. I think they are better. I don't know. I think I would take Moss and Welker and Stallworth, Stallworth in 2007. He was a good third receiver. He, he could be, like, oh, Okay, so, so Stallworth, Stallworth or Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon's yeah, much better. Probably Josh Gordon, but I'd take Welker in 07 over Edelman in 2019, and I'd take Moss over Antonio Brown, I think. I agree with you on Welker-Edelman, but but I think it's close. I think it's closer than Gordon Stallworth is. Bra- I, yeah. I'm not... I, I think Brown is yet to be decided how good he's in the Patriots. I think he could be more valuable than Moss. But He could be, but Moss just did something that... No other receiver that we've had since Moss has been able to do, which is just stretch the field, command double or triple coverage pretty consistently, and just open everything else up. Antonio Brown, like it, Antonio Brown, can also do that. Like the the questions are: Has he lost a step because he's thirty one, and does he work in the Patriots' offense? But like Antonio Brown in his prime is significantly better than Randy Moss in his prime, in my opinion. Ooh, interesting debate. I don't know. I think I'd take Moss. He, he's a much more well rounded receiver. Antonio Brown can do everything. Well-rounded, yeah, but but Moss's game, I think, at the peak was just way more dominant than Brown was ever going to be. I mean, it was twenty-three. T- it was twenty-three touchdowns, right? In that one, in that season, oh, was it? It was twenty-three or twenty-five. I yeah, it was like okay, that's not going to happen. That's an insane. Yeah. That's an insane number. <laughs> right, not important. But uh, but, but, the, but the running backs, running like back. like the the Patriots have really good running backs this year too. Oh yeah, the running game is much better. So it's a, it's a much more well-rounded offense, I would say. Than 2007, but I think I think the 2007 offense I would still take over over the current offense, especially given what the rest of the league was able to do. So I feel like kind of caught up a little bit since 2007, but because that that team was just so so far ahead of everyone else that it I think the gap there was was bigger than you know the the 2019 version. You're right about like the lot part. But don't, don't you think, like, Belichick and Brady want this? Like, what else do they have to prove? Like, don't you think they'll go for it if it's in reach? I mean, yeah, they're always going to go for it. Definitely. That's not true. They, you don't think they would, like, rest? Do they not rest Brady in Week 17 when they've clinched a lot? I thought they'd do that. Mm, I don't think they really do. They're not a team that really, like, likes to take their foot off the gas. They feel like they get rusty. I mean, other than the Chiefs, like, there's no one that's close to them in the AFC. No, but I feel like they have like 
overall they have a really easy schedule because they it's play the division is terrible forever <laughs> yeah i think the bills are okay but the jets are terrible and miami might be historically terrible yeah you can make a case if darnold is out for an extended period that it's like as the worst the division's ever been other than the patriots yeah i mean it's been it's been pretty bad for a long time but you can make that argument Alright, I, I don't want to... I'm just, this is my fear, is being in Boston and the Patriots going 16-0 and and then... I really go 19-0. I don't... If they go 16-0 and and losing the playoffs Super Bowl, I would actually be thrilled. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take... Well, I would take a chance at a perfect season over a guaranteed Super Bowl at this point. Not to say that either one is really in reach, but... Uh, Super Bowl's definitely in reach. And, yeah, of course you would. Super Bowls are boring. You, you like, they're... Seven is no better than six. You need something to like make it special. Yeah, but regardless, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they have they have enough quality opponents somewhere around the middle of the season. They're going to lose in this one. All right, we'll see. Okay, so let's get some Tron League going. So out of the draft, you came in fourth. How do um, I mean, it's a pretty high ranking. How, how do you feel about that? I think it's pretty fair. I mean, I think that everyone probably thinks that their team is the best after the draft because they picked the players they wanted. I will tell you that Moose doesn't think that, and Vigo definitely didn't think that this year. Yeah, well, Vigo didn't pick most of the players that he got in his team, so yeah. there's that. True. Um, uh, so you're, like, I was looking at your team. Am I, like, missing something? Something happened to, like, one of your running backs? Because they're, they're terrible. So I definitely waited on running back, um... I think the rest of the league was going a little bit higher than I wanted to go. I went uh, with two receivers and a tight end, I think, with my first three picks. And then after Carson, there wasn't really anyone else that I really felt that good about. And so I figured I'd just go take a bunch of flyers on a bunch of guys for that RB2 spot and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I had a very similar feeling to you, except I ended up with Eckler, who's amazing. Um, instead of, do you, you have Justin Jackson, right? Yeah, you picked, the, you picked I do. the wrong one. I feel like he's pretty talented. They're just not giving him enough reps for him to really be that I, useful. I, I actually agree. I'm afraid it turns into like a 50-50 timeshare because I think Jackson is good. So, so you went... I, so I had Chris Carson. When did you get him? The fourth round? Carson? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got him in the fourth. Yeah. The third or the fourth. Yeah, I, I agree. He was like the... Running backs went earlier than I expected this year. Um, I expected good, like better running backs to be available in the third and fourth and even fifth than there were. Uh, so if I hadn't gotten Eckler, which was definitely a risk at the time, I'd be, I'd be in trouble right now too. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, were you were you targeting the receiver receiver going into the draft? I felt like with the tenth pick that I was hoping to get um, someone like a Devonte Adams or a Beckham Jr. Um, I w- I didn't think I would be able to get both of them one two. Um, but so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I feel like they are definitely both. Tier one receivers, a cut above the rest, and I'm pretty excited about Beckham's upside in Cleveland, where he gets to play with an actual Hall of Fame, actual quarterback and not just a Hall of Fame quarterback. Gotcha. I thought you were calling Baker Mayfield a Hall of Fame quarterback for a second, <laughs> which is a little early. Um, yeah, little the, pre- the the Eli Hall of Fame thing it, will be a fucking travesty in, in five years. I agree with you on Beckham. I, I think he could easily finish number one, and he looked good last last uh, last week. Yeah. Was Devontae, was he the number two wideout taken, or was, did Julio go ahead of him? I don't remember. 
Oh, that's a good question. I forget if Julio, I think Julio went before him. I feel like um, Julio and uh, I'm blanking on yeah. the guy from the Texans. Um, yeah, so I feel like De- DeAndre definitely won one. Yoni took DeAndre as, as the first wideout. And then I, it was either Julio or Devontae were 2 3. Yeah, I like Devontae. He's just so solid. I mean, his production is just consistent week to week. He's still the guy in Green Bay. As long as Rodgers is healthy, he's going to be. Well, week week one he didn't do anything, but yeah, he, he is really like his floor is much is much higher than most wideout ones even. Yeah, I feel like Julio's he's a great receiver, but I feel like I've had him on teams in the past, and he's kind of boomer bust sometimes, and he never seemed to score touchdowns until maybe last year. Yeah, there's there's a lot of variance there. He's he's not the most fun wideout to own. Like he's not going to deliver the like twenty points every week that you want out of that spot. Yeah. So you so you got to make a move on these running backs or something. Like this is not a playoff backfield, I don't think. I think that I'm maybe a little bit higher on Latavius Murray than than others. Um, I think the Drew Brees injury. We'll that, see how that'll, it, that'll help. It might actually help him, but I mean he's kind of in the Mark Ingram spot there. Maybe a little bit less talented than Ingram. You could make that case, but. They like to run the ball, and I think he's going to get enough work, enough red zone work especially, that he's going to be a viable second running back going forward. But right now you've got Carlos Hyde in the starting spot. Have you just not updated your roster? Uh, Carlos Hyde will probably start for me this week, uh, just until we figure out what happens in New Orleans with Breeze out. But um, I'm hoping that at least one of these guys shows up and give you a startable Second yeah. running back. If not, if not, maybe I'll just try to trade like Mitch Trubisky or uh, a wide receiver. Somebody. Yeah. Well, you picked up Trubisky this week. Who I was going to put away. First of all, who was it that dropped him? Fuse. I think it was Fuse. I think Fuse is like hoarding bad quarterbacks. I think that's his like new strategy. Because uh, he has like four or five quarterbacks on his team right now. Does he? I think he's done that before. Also, um, I gotta check Fuse's team. Well, who's he? Oh, he's the Narf Anton. God, that. The team name confuses me every time. Um, he's got Brissett, Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, and Daniel Jones. Yeah. I think we have a rule that, you, yeah, you can only have four QBs on a roster once. I think there's a roster limit. Yep. Um, which Anton may have instituted just to spite Fuse. But he could have traded Trubisky because you picked up Trubisky for, like, a decent waiver amount, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt like I had to pay that much for him because of – the price for other quarterbacks this week. Um, and I think Trubisky could still be good. I mean, he was bad the first two games, but he had a couple of tough matchups. So I'm betting on the talent. I was 100% going to pick him up. I didn't realize the second waiver deadline was like the day after the first. I thought it was Saturday because that's how it used to be before we were on waivers. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was going to go through today either. So I'm, I'm glad I put that claim in yesterday. I, I like 100% thought I had like two more days to think about that. But, like, I think six QBs were picked up this week, by my count. There's, like, Rudolph, Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Falk, Rosen, and Trubisky. Like, that's insane. When else have six QBs been, like, picked up in one week? Yeah, it's a couple of injuries, a couple of rookies who are finally getting the reins. Um, I mean, I think this is why you don't really need to draft a third QB coming out of coming out of the draft, you know? I, I always, yeah... I like drafting a third QB. I really wanted to this year. They just like it just never worked for whatever where I was drafting. Yeah. Like if you get a third QB, that's like such a good trade asset. It's such good buy protection, injury protection. 
And mm-hmm. even if you do, even if you don't trade him, it's, it's stopping someone else from having good QB. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like having one if I can. I do too, but I feel like early on, it's just nice to have a lot of running backs with potential just to see how things shake out. Yeah, I and mean, that's probably like an objectively smarter uh, strategy. And I mean, yeah, of all the six QBs, like Trubisky's by far the most proven. Like, he had a good fantasy season last year. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. He might be terrible. I might be cutting him in two weeks, so we'll see. So I'm I'm looking at the at the waiver board. I'm pretty sure Fuse dropped him and then put on a claim for him. Also, and just lost to you. So he dropped him and was willing to put in a waiver claim and pay to get him back, like a day later. Really? Yeah. Um, yes. Which is <laughs> an interesting Fuse move. Um, like maybe he potentially didn't mean to drop him. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, what do you think of Anton dropping, what was it, either 70 or 75 for Mark Andrews in Baltimore? That was a bold choice. <laughs> Who was also dropped by Fuse. Uh, so the second the second highest bid for there was me at 30. Me and Fuse tied at 30. Oh, no, no, Fuse didn't drop Trubisky. I think Fuse dropped Mark Andrews and then turned around and bid 30 for him the next week. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mixed up my notes here. That Sorry. makes a lot of sense. Sorry, Fuse, I apologize. Um 75, that's, uh, I wanted him too, and I thought 30 was a pretty aggressive bid. Yeah, I mean, is he, he's a rookie tight end, right, or second year player? I'm sure he's a rookie, I actually don't know. He's like a player who's never done anything before, for sure. Right, yeah, he has no track record. Um, He's got two straight games in an offense that everyone's loving. I don't, I don't know if I really think the Ravens are this good all season. No, they're definitely, I mean, I think they're good, they're definitely not this good. They played Miami in week one, and then... Arizona week two, is that right? Yeah, they played two terrible defenses. Might be the two worst defenses in the league. Miami might be the worst defense of all time. <laughs> they might be. Uh, and offense. Yeah, I know. I picked up the Cowboys defense for this week because they're playing Miami. I was close to betting the Dolphins spread against the Patriots last week just because, like, I don't know. I, I thought, I, I didn't think they'd win. I thought they'd lose by, like, 14 or 16. Um, and, God, I was really glad I didn't. Wasn't it like 22 or something it, ridiculous? It opened at like 16 or 18 and got into the 20s, yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're embarrassing. They're really bad. Uh, so yeah, so oh, 75 is aggressive. So we will see if that, if that pays off. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like people are being more aggressive overall in the waiver bids, which I like. Last year, it seemed like no one was willing to put any money down until Fitzpatrick became available. Later in the season. And I bid like 150 for him or something. <laughs> and everyone gave me shit for it, and it was such a good pickup. Um, for about a week. <laughs> what? I, I traded him to Yoni in a week for Cooper Cup and Carrion Johnson, who was like an, a solid wideout two and, and running back two. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was a good move to trade him. I'm just saying that he, he wasn't worth $150. He wasn't worth. So w- Cooper Cup and Carrion Johnson. Are probably each worth 150, and I got them both. Yeah. So I so it was 100 percent worth 150 when you look at what I got for it. But I, then I you knew have... I would I knew I would be able to trade him. It was so obvious. Yeah, I'm sure Yoni regretted that move all the way to the all the way to his fucking title. <laughs> um, and both Johnson and Cooper Cup had season-ending injuries like two weeks later. So we all know how it how it happened. Um, Man, anyway, so so you and me were we're owed to. We both had rough losses this week too. Like I lost by point nine, and you lost by a couple, right? Yeah, I was within a couple points, and um, Odell Beckham had a big game, but 
came up a little bit short. Were you were you like watching live Monday night trying to catch up, or were you not? Catching? I was keeping I was keeping tabs on the score and the fantasy score, but because I, I didn't think that I had a chance. Well, you were down like thirty going into it, right? Yeah, and then he had that long touchdown, and and he had that insane one handed grab like earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah, so I lost I lost to LC by point nine in which Goskowski missed two extra points and a field goal. So if he just makes one of those extra points, it's a two-point swing and I win. Could yeah, my, ki- my kicker got me negative one last week. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had Prater, who I think historically is one of the most accurate kickers in the league, and he missed a field goal and an extra point and got me negative one. <laughs> is, he playing, I don't, is he on the Lions? I'm not even sure what team he's on. Uh, yeah, he's on the Lions. Yeah. Goskowski missed three kicks. Cooper Cup had like a 60-yard touchdown catch, catch and run that was called down with him on like the one-inch line. Mm-hmm. The Bears' D gave up five points to the Broncos in like the last play of the game. There was like infinite things that like, it was like really frustrating. But the other, like, it actually wasn't nearly as close as it, the score looked because I was down by .9 and then he had Deshaun Jackson and Njoku. So I should have lost by like 20 and they both put up zeros because they both got knocked down like the first quarter. So, it's almost as if fantasy football is completely random and no one actually knows what's so, going Do you listen do you listen to the Ringer podcasts? Um I have not been recently. I used to listen used to be a big like Bill Simmons fan back yeah. in like early two thousands, but not as much anymore. So they have this they have this new like exclusive to Spotify podcast called The Hottest Take where it's like five minutes and so there's like a rant of the day by someone. It's like it'll it'll get old super quickly, but it's the first week. They had one yesterday that fantasy football is actually just not fun. And, like, I so agree with that. Like, I'm not sure this is fun for me at all. Yeah, I, I question my commitment to fantasy football. Like, you know, I think next year maybe we should just play in a fantasy fantasy football league where we just pretend that we're in a fantasy football league and we don't actually have a team. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, so angry by the end of Sunday every week. It's just, like, terrible. For, and I waste all day. It's terrible for my life. Mm-hmm. Constantly checking your phone or checking or, uh, on red zone, ignoring my parenting responsibilities. I mean, that part's fun, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so we'll see. We're we're both on two. I was looking ahead to the week three rankings or the week three scoreboard. There's not actually any good matchups this week, um, or it's tough to tell because it's it's really like no teams are actually good. I mean, I think Vigo's team is probably. Very clearly bad. Vigo's uh, team, so team looks a lot worse now than it did after the draft for some reason. I don't know why I thought his team was better. I thought his team was better too, but he, it's tough to tell because he already made like twenty moves. Um, the team that's like has like Priest's team is like up in scoring by like a noticeable margin, but it's just because like Derrick Henry's been really good. I don't know if that continues. Like. Uh, there's nothing that, like, I don't think his team is that good. He's got Rodgers and Brady, but Rodgers has not been fantasy good at all. Yeah, a little bit worried about Rodgers. Brady, I feel like he kind of tails off in the second half, so. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that as a Pats fan. So who did Fuse? Oh, so Fuse is like, it's James Conner and Nick Chubb. That's, that was the strength of Fuse's team, and both of them looked better, like, out of the draft than they look right now. Mm-hmm. Especially Connor, because Pittsburgh might be a mess. And there were people that thought Chubb was like going to be the number one running back for like the first half of the season until once his Kareem Hunt came back. Yeah, 
So, I don't yeah. know. And then, like, Amari Cooper, Galladay. Why, why did I think this? Am I? Oh, I'm looking. Fuck. I'm looking at Fuse's team. I'm looking at Anton's team. At those players. Okay. So, man, I'm just messing yeah. Fuse's up all over this podcast. Um, these notes are not good. So, I should look at Fuse's team, which is Nerf top, Anton bottom. Yep. That's the one. Okay. Now, why did I think this team was good? Uh, Jaco- did he go into the season starting Jacoby Brissett? Oh, no, it was Trubisky. Who he it was dropped. Trubisky. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Damien Williams and Carrion. Godwin, Marvin Jones. Oh, Saquon. He has Saquon as flex. So, he, yeah. So, he's like, Saquon, Carrion, and Damien Williams. That could have been a really strong running back trio with one of them in the flex. That, that's what I was thinking out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, Carrion hasn't been great. Damian Williams definitely hasn't been great. Godwin's been nice for him. Mm-hmm. And he's got 20. And I always rank Alshon Jeffrey high. And he's got, like, all the QBs to trade. But someone to it sucks that, like, Fuse is a third own two team with us. Like, it's not a great company to keep. <laughs> I feel better about our two teams than I do about his team. I but... do, too. Have you seen? I think it's new this year. There's, like, a... ESPN projection thing where like it tracks how good it, it thinks your team is. Oh, it projects like the final standings. Yeah, so it, it keeps like it, it had a post draft, um, like a post draft power ranking basically, and then that doesn't change. And then each week it changes like, yeah, how it projects your final standings. So you're four right now, and I'm six, which isn't great, but isn't terrible for two zero and two teams. No, I'll take that. But you were, I was nine and you were 11 coming out of the draft. So ESPN, ESPN and like my post-draft rankings just really don't, don't match up with each other. It's almost as if it's completely random. <laughs> it is. Um, is that just the point? Just all of this is random statistically? I think so. I think your uh, correlation coefficient of like basically zero is uh is telling you the same thing. I know. Well, this it has Vigo 12 pre-draft or post-draft and, and still 12 and pre-draft and still 12. And I, I was right about that pick. And it, yeah, had, it had Fuse 2 and I think I ranked Fuse um 3. So I was close on that too. And now he's dropped to like 11, which is great. Yeah. Oh man. But shit's random. It's all random. All right, CV. Any any other topics we should hit? I mean, we're not at the hour mark yet, but we don't have to just stretch it out. I know you didn't want to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. We, we might not make the hour if we don't talk about Game of Thrones for 20 minutes. But... I would actually be fine with that. I have to go back to work after this, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> well, I'm still at work. I just have to keep doing more work. Yeah. But... um. Oh, well, one thing, I am, I'm taking a trip to Mexico coming up next month, so I'm pretty excited about that, going to Mexico City and Oaxaca. Are you inviting, like, league members, or are you just bragging about your trip? I'm just bragging about my trip. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to go to a pretty cool restaurant in Mexico City that was on Chef's Table. That's oh, nice. going to be pretty fun. What, yeah, what, have you ever been to any, like, super fancy restaurants? Because I have not before. Um, I've been to every super fancy restaurant in the world, except not really. Um, yeah, dude, it's a, you're not like a, a three Michelin star diner. What's that? You're not like a Michelin star restaurant diner. Do you know what Michelin uh, stars me are? Personally? 
I know what Michelin stars are. Okay. Are you asking if I'm a Michelin star diner or if Yeah, are you? Like, do you go eat at Michelin star restaurants? Um, I've probably been to a few, but right. I don't seek them out. Well, that's your first mistake. I mean, the Bay Area has good stuff. Have you, have you heard of um, Noma in, like, Copenhagen or Denmark or somewhere? Uh, no. I okay. Know. So it's ranked, like, the number one restaurant in the world, whatever. Frogger was on the wait list uh, for, like, I don't know, months and months and months. And they let him know he was off the wait list, like, two weeks before he got a spot. And him and Marilla just, like, flew there. Marilla's his wife. And just, like, <laughs> flew to Copenhagen just like, have dinner there for, like, two days. And then came back. So, like... Uh, that's like that's impressive to me. I don't know if like you doing all trip in Mexico matches that level of dedication, but it's pretty dedicated. Uh, so, is that the inspiration for all of Frogger's food porn that he posts on Instagram? Uh, it might be some of it. He's had some decent looking stuff recently, although he's also had some easy some easy Anton fodder. There's been like a couple he posted where I just was like counting down until Anton screenshotted that and threw it in the group. Me. <laughs> is his cooking actually really good or? Um, his cooking is pretty good. I'm better, but he, he's not bad. Yeah, better than the days of uh, Frarf Berries from, from Usedan. Well, Frarf Berries were straight up delicious, first of all. I haven't made those yeah. in years, but I, I should do that again. Um, I'm saying that's the bar. Have you, have you gotten better since then? Oh, I've, I've gotten significantly better since then. Um, no, I'm, 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 like, I'm pretty gourmet. I, I still like post all my pictures like fire does because I stick to the pizza site, but everyone has their thing. <laughs> True. Um, so is, is, is your Mexico trip like your like post engagement celebration type thing? Uh, I guess you could call it that. We've just been wanting to go for a while uh, just to eat a lot of good food, drink a lot of good mezcal, just mezcal go check is tequila, out. right? What's that? Mezcal is tequila, right? It's like tequila. It's made from agave, but it's, a lot more complex. It usually has like a smoky kind of flavor to it. Yeah, that's what people say. I do not like tequila, so I would imagine I would not like mezcal. It's fine. Was it like was it hard to get a reservation at this place? Did you have to like plan it out and out or, or no? Uh, so this place we could only get a lunch spot one day. Yeah, we, we booked it like many months in advance. What's it called? It's called Pujol. I wonder. P U J O L. It's in Mexico City. Yeah, I bet that'll be awesome. Do they have like vegetarian food? They do. They have this amazing mole there. Uh, they call it the mole madre, where they have this big cauldron of mole. And instead of like finishing it and starting a new one, they just keep adding to it. So there are like parts in there that have been going for years and like years. forever, like forever. And so it just keeps developing into this like really complex, rich mole. And they just serve it on a dish, just the mole, and you dip a tortilla in it and eat it. Interesting. Isn't that kind of like sourdough bread where like it's the same sourdough starters been like passed down for like generations? Yeah. yeah, similar. Yeah, it's like a starter. Oh, I bet Frogger would love that. Does it like ferment as it's in there forever? It must, I, right? I, I, yeah, it must. So pretty excited about that. All right, send a picture to the group me and we can have Anton do a caption contest. <laughs> Will do. All right. Um, all right, cool. See me under an hour. Look at this. All right. No Game of Thrones. This is great. No Game of Thrones. Do you, do you want to talk about Succession? I don't watch Succession. I actually am like three episodes behind also. So we shouldn't talk about that. We won't talk about Game of Thrones. All right, man. Who are you playing this week? I'm playing... I don't even know. I think oh, I'm, I'm playing, playing Moose. I think Chub Rub. That's Anton, right? That's Anton. I thought it was Fuse, but it's Anton. Oh, and Anton's 2-0. Oh, but you're favored. Um, I'm 0-2... 
favored over two and a moose by 35 points right now. Um, so actually, I thought we were the top two fa- like highest projected scores this week, but uh, Lamb Shot's actually higher right now. Anyway, I'm ending this. CB, good to talk to you, dude. Good to talk to you, Narf. Take care. If we ever do a live anything, I'll see you in person again. But if not, maybe we won't. Yeah, I may never see you again, but hopefully we will. We'll have podcasts. We'll always have podcasts. All right. Bye, choir boy. See ya.